the Mammoth Games Welcome cast. Mammoth I am one cast. of your hosts, I Nice One. Host, nice One. With me as always. With me as always. Am I getting feedback? Or is Johnny no, mouthing stuff in the background? I'm, I'm, no, I'm I think Johnny's just saying Okay. I'm just, being, I'm just being an asshole. I also was moving my squeaky chair. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. But <laughs> we'll get this We'll get this opening one day. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Johnny Riot. And back by popular demand, Major Potty. Like a bad habit. <laughs> so that's not even fair when you say all the names, because we can't even fuck around with it then. I feel like you got me pretty good already. I was like, am I getting feedback after last week's like feedback issue? I think I'm just hearing stuff. Yeah, Probably hopefully my new mic here will eliminate that issue. No, it sounds good, and you did some tests, so uh, editing should be a tad easier on me. Um, but uh, no filter cord again this week. He does have a check-in. Uh, we'll get into that right after we uh, talk a little bit about the games releasing. Um, but as always, first, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, why don't we go ahead and jump right into those games releasing uh, between March 15th and the 21st. Um, again, uh, th- there are some new things releasing this week that aren't, that wasn't, it's yeah, not like this, last week. This is a lot. Like, there's a lot of stuff coming out this week that is just like, oh, now it's on this platform, now it's on that platform, whatever. I tried to avoid mentioning a lot of those ones, but even then, there's still a lot of stuff that's happening this week that I, that I thought was still worth bringing up. Um, and typically when that happens, we just pick a couple to show videos from and then jump through and at least say the name or release date of some different ones. But this week, all the ones we chose are pretty worthwhile as far as talking about and showing video for. Yeah. Um, the very first thing on Monday the 22nd, we do have uh, Fall Guys Season 4 kicking off. So that's not really like, hey, a new game that's coming out. But just kind of showing off what's going on uh, in Fall Guys, if you are still interested in that game. A lot of people do say the game is dead, but I still think it's fun. And enough people are still playing it, and it's just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And uh, that's that's fine. I mean, exactly. God, just watching the video for the stupid season announcement is just <laughs> oh god. What would the I, I want to play it again, but I don't want to play it again. I don't think there's such thing as a theme for this thing, although it looks very... Dude, I got nothing. I, know, what is well, I know that there's supposed to be a, an Among Us crossover with Fall Guys. That I believe that it's like an Among Us uh, skin that will be become available for Fall Guys for a limited time. See, and you gotta love that. You know, like, they, they, they know that they're not really competitors, but in the casual market they are. But they're still like, hey... Like, we can kind of do cool crossover stuff. I would say if it did have a theme, it would be, like, um, like future space. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It is what it is. Fun game, though. Fun game. Um, moving on. Uh, Tuesday the 23rd, uh, we have two. We have uh, Overcooked, All You Can Eat, coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um... Have you guys played Overcooked? I feel like Brian. I've played it for 
like a quick bit while on a flight me and a the random person that I was sitting next to back when you didn't have to worry about spreading disease uh I was I had my switch and we uh each took you know I offered my Joy-Con and we ended up playing uh Overcooked for I think my leg from Dayton to Atlanta or something like that so for like a good hour that flight just went right by Yeah, Overcooked's a lot of fun. Uh, I played it with um, Ian, who uh, we would hang out all the time. Um, Ian and I played it a lot uh, when I would go back and visit Ohio while I was still in college. Um, Just because this game is, like, straight up his alley. Um, Little known fact that you might not know about him, when it comes to video games, he's kind of a dick. Um, He'll purposefully do just terrible shit just because he can. <laughs> like, uh, when we were testing out Destiny, um, I was looking off the cliff, just kind of like looking off this cliff and looking at the horizon. You know, the game had just come out. I was just kind of taking it in. Um, and next thing I know, I'm flying through the air uh, because he had hit me in the back with a sparrow and drove full <laughs> speed into me. Um, so that was fun. Uh so this game's right up his alley because you can be a real dick with uh, Overcooked. And I think that's what kind of makes it fun. Like, Sounds like a few friends that I play GTA yes. with. He's like, it's not my kind of game because if I have to rely on other people, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're and you're not Mr. Reliable when it comes to video games. Uh, hey. Looking back at playing, uh, what was that, Mario on the Wii U? Mario 3D World. But yeah, that one's uh, dropping on the 23rd, as well as Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, which I have no... Story of Seasons is, Story of Seasons is huge. No, no. Um, because Story of Seasons is what Harvest Moon became. Um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago when the new Harvest Moon was dropping, and that Harvest Moon sucks now. Um, because, because this exists. Well, this had to because exist. Because Story of Seasons is what Harvest Moon used to be. Uh, if you look at the timeline of it kind of s- splitting off at one point, um, Harvest Moon went one route, and then Story of Se- If you look at what it used to be, the, for- the, the, the path branched, and then the good side of everything went to Story of Seasons, and then the, the crap was Harvest Moon. So... Story of Seasons is still big. I know a few people that are planning on dumping all of their time into it as soon as it comes out. Um, oh man, the fact that there's like dog races in this has me feeling kind of kind of weird in some ways. It also had a llama. I took a photo of it. I yeah, like a little photography <coughs> section for it looks cool. Yeah. Um, they're neat games. This looks, Story of Season games are really really neat. This looks a lot better than the one that we covered, the uh, Harvest Moon we covered like a couple weeks yep. ago. So, but is like is this better than something like Stardew Valley? That's the question. It depends on the approach you want. Um, it's kind of weird. I I couldn't get as into Stardew Valley as I wanted to, and I think it honestly is just because for that pixel work and that art style. I need more to force me to do stuff. Um, whereas with the more like big open 3D stuff like this, even just casually, I'm more prone to do things. Okay. Um, so, moving on, we do have some oddballs in here. 
Um, I think Paradise Lost is one of those coming out Wednesday the 24th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, this is one I feel like we all had to like dig into. We're like, what is this? Um, yeah, as soon as I pulled up the first trailer for it and started looking at it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is one that we're all going to want to look at. Um, yeah, I was... Uh, you did read that explanation uh, a bit ago. Do you remember anything that I said about it? It was straight from the uh, straight from the Steam page. Um, it's described as it's winter, nineteen eighty. Seisman, a boy raised in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, finds an abandoned Nazi bunker. Will he find what he's looking for? Play Paradise Lost and explore an underground world where Slavic mythology mixes with retro-futuristic technology. Discover the last story on Earth. Um, and it's essentially just this cutscene doesn't give a lot of depth to what it is because it's really one of those first-person walking simulator kind of games. Uh, you're finding things, you're uncovering things, there's going to be puzzle solving. Um, I got major Metro meets Bioshock vibes out of it, um, and it looked really, really good. Just a lot of environmental storytelling. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna cop this on PC um, just because it looks like the kind of game that'll play best there. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend if you're into like first person adventure games, um, especially for storytelling purposes, to check it out because it looks really really cool. For sure, yeah, it, lo- it looks good. It's surprising that something like this hasn't caught our eye before it, you know, even before it came out. So, pretty surprising. Uh, as well. That same day, Wednesday the 24th, coming to uh, PC, uh, every PlayStation, every Xbox, and Switch, um, is Black Legend. Which one was Black Legend? Um, I know I looked at this slightly before, but not too much. Not as much as I did on something like... uh, Uh, It's another turn-based RPG. It's, It's weird because of, like, the era that it takes place in um it doesn't look overwhelmingly beautiful but it's definitely going to have darker undertones for it for a turn-based rpg it looks uh it looks neat but it's on so many platforms right now i can't help but to feel like since i hadn't really heard much of it prior it's not going to really be a big standout title yeah i don't feel like you know after looking at this and kind of reminding myself on which one this is um I don't think it's going to stand out, but it looks like it has some cool stuff going on with it. Yeah, um, it looks like it's definitely going to have some neat stuff going on, and if you're into this kind of game and you catch it on a good sale and aren't playing one of a hundred other ones similar to it, right. it might be worth trying out. My, my problem is I, I've played Baldur's Gate 3. It's not the exact same thing, but it does kind of fall into that same um, like niche market that I think people... It's not. So it, yeah, this almost looks more like tactical RPG, though. Right. Like, yeah. Like, like I was getting like an XCOM vibe from this. But I, I get that uh, feeling of like comparing. It's like, well, this is doing some good things and some fun things. It's the same way. Um, I like I've been playing Empire of Sin, um, and I tried. Uh, I tried another one this past week. I can't even remember what it was. Uh, it was on Game Pass. Um, and I'm like, it's doing good things. Oh, it was uh, Pillars of Eternity, uh, Deadfire. I'm like, it's doing good things, but I've played Baldur's Gate 3. 
Yeah, it, it, that's that's really what it comes down to. Is those kind of games are really cool, but if you have one that you're really into, everything kind of pales by comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it could be cool on uh, you know picking it up on a sale or depending on how much it uh, you know how much it's dropping for. Yeah, I mean this it. also is going to be on Switch, so uh, the fact that you have something like this on handheld, it probably won't look that great, but it'll give you some time to to drain some battery life like crazy just sitting on the couch. Yeah, sure. All right, and then uh, one that I'm actually excited for, uh, so thanks for bringing that one up, Johnny. Uh, March 25th, we have Evil Inside coming to everything PlayStation. Um, yeah, this one is straight up like the Silent Hills playable teaser. Yeah, this is th- this really is just PT all over again. Um, they, they went as far as in the announcement trailer... It has the entire like, setup of the like the foyer where it has the yeah, shelf. Spooky, from, spooky person on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. It has the balcony and the swinging chandelier. Um, instead of it being like an L shaped hallway, it's you know a, a, it looks like a straight ahead corridor. When it flashes really quick, I'm gonna try to pause it right there in the live stream. Oh, okay. And that's straight up like uh, it, if you remember playing through PT when you're running when you're running through the hallway quickly. Um, everything's red, and all the pictures, although like of photographs on the walls, they're like eyeballs that are like darting around, like up close version, of, like a picture of an eyeball moving around. Um, and I just paused it, and yeah, there's like looks like breaks in the wall with like eyes sticking through them. Yeah, it's gonna be weird, but like, I want it. It's it it just the announcement trailers from like. A couple weeks ago, I I won this already. Um, well, seeing as how how much this has been like plagued, this like uh, a game kind of like this, is that a clown hanging from the chandelier when it flashes? Yes, yes. I immediately need more information. Um, <laughs> it definitely is, it, it, including its gigantic shoes, and that's another reason I really want it. I'm terrified of clowns. Clowns are such a creepy thing, and if they decide to bring those no horror game. Like it's like whoever put this together was like, "Hey you guys, remember PT? Yeah, shit was scary. What could make it worse? I don't know, like fucking clowns. Cool, got it. No, no, don't got it. I wasn't being serious. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already had a blood fridge in uh, in PT. I think that really helped out. Uh... And then there's a random well in the middle of the hall. this. This game is a trip. So this man. does remind me, and it took me a second. I had to look up what the name of the game was. Um, but right after uh, we got the unfortunate information of like Silent Hills not being a thing anymore, um, uh, an artist and developer he had been creating a title. I don't remember its working title, but it became known as Allison Road. And then that got canceled too. And it's like Yeah, and if I, this re- one if I remember Allison Road was like a full on walking simulator through an entire house too. Yeah, well it was um, like Silent it was, Hills. It was, it was Silent Hills, but he opened up the like a whole house. Yeah. So, you know, crazy stuff was happening all throughout. Um and honestly, this game may not even end up having this entire vibe by the time it's done, but I'm intrigued enough based on this trailer and enough different things that it has shown me 
that I really want to give it a shot because I'm really big into psychological horror um, and I I have to play this. Um, yeah. I'm just kind of baffled that... I mean, I guess Konami can't really get that mad at them for doing this because Konami refuses to admit that PT exists. So... Um, it's it's weird that a lot of this looks just like let's take this section of hallway, flip the image, now it's here. Uh, let's take this, put it here. Uh, instead of having the hall curve, it's going to go straight, like you said. What um, what it reminds me of is it, it reminds me of like art school. Well, it reminds me of going to like college. Like <laughs> it like oh, I was super <sighs> super into like Silent Hill, so I cr- I recreated the hallway, and it reminds me of like a uh, like an art school's recreation of it, like an art student's recreation of this. And it looks like it wants to do multiple scary things at once, so it almost reminds me of like the um, the movie Cabin in the Woods, mm. where it's like all Great the different movie. horror tropes. Great movie. Um, but it looks like it's happening video game-wise. What are all the video game horror tropes? Okay. And they're just throwing a lot of it in there, and I'm excited. Like the more I watch this, I see something a little bit different every time, and it really catches me. Um, I don't know what they're going to throw at me. And the fact that it's evil inside, frustratingly enough, we already had the evil within. <laughs> um, I, I feel like that's being done on purpose, though. Yeah. Um, it has to be. All of this stuff just looks like it wants to be an homage to other horror stuff, and I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, I, if, a, if at the end you break into a control room with a corgi sitting at the controls, I'll lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm all about this. Even if this hallway never actually appears in the game, we're just seeing all this crazy stuff that's, like, a person losing their mind. I'm still down. I mean, it, it's coming to PS5. I mean, they're going to take the haptic feedback into account, I would assume. Oh, God, shut up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It's already too late to give them those ideas, but I hope they don't do that. I hope they do. I I need it. All right. Um, Moving on to Friday, um, March 26th, we have It Takes Two, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. What did you call this? Divorce Simulator? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's the the game where you are... It's like the puzzle platformer adventure game where you play as a couple. Uh, and you have the really the really creepy talking book. Yeah, it has. I don't even understand the the. I can get behind the face, but like, what is the eyebrows and mustache on this book? It looks like I don't. I don't even know. A gum wrapper, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but the character art is super super good. Actually, I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of the way that they're. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Uh, what was that um, That movie? What was it called? Nine? Uh, kind of, yeah. Nine. Reminds me of that. Where it has like the kind of like hand-wove... They look like little like dolls or something. Um, which I think is the point of this. Oh, game. the one with Elijah Wood in it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Th- this game looks kind of fun. Um, and you can play it... Uh, I think you can play this one couch co-op as well as like online, so... That's pretty cool. Um, Johnny, you played the next one and had some things to say about it, right? God, I talked about this one last week. Um, Bound Wonderland's finally coming out. God, I feel ways about this goddamn game. Um, so, Bound Wonderland had potential to be really, really dope. 
um, very fun, like, adventure platformer game. Uh, very reminiscent of old-school PS1. Uh, I would even go as far as PS2 and 64 platformers. And what I mean by very reminiscent of it is if you play this thing on the Switch where the demo that's out there, you, you might as well just be playing a PS1 game. Um, I feel like they dropped a lot of really cool ideas in there. Um, and this one's definitely just not really meant for, for someone my age at this point. Mm. Um, I have no doubt that it looks better on other platforms, but I think the fact that I started with it on Switch kind of spoiled it for me. It looks like it would be fun if it's your style of game. If you're into like adventure platformers where you get weird little costumes that give you different superpowers, and so it's almost like the the little Nemo the Dream Master aspect from Nintendo, where you would get little different powered up outfits, which are actually different animals you would have. But on this one, you can switch between a couple at a time to do different things. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird though. It's one of those like in this level there's this many things to collect in the next level there's this many things to collect different power-ups will get you to different parts of the level so you have to go revisit all the ones when you get new power-ups um i wanted it to be really good i was really excited for it it's going to be a pass for me though um until i maybe see it go on a crazy big sale and just add it to my backlog for no reason because i know that after playing the demo i'm not going to play the game Alright, fair. That was the thing for me is like what turned me off originally was just the thought of it being uh like a reminiscent of like a PS one or early PS two platformer. Uh, not that I dislike them, I just feel like we've had enough have games way better. Well we've had enough games to know that it doesn't necessarily uh like transition well. You know, it, it just it, usually those kind of games fall short. I could almost feel it just by looking at it. Um, yeah, like that's honestly, I never went back and played the Ratchet and Clank remake. Probably the same reason. I loved Ratchet and Clank growing up. I never went back and played the remake. Right. Um, weirdly enough, though, and I guess the other big argument I have is as much as you want these kinds of games on stuff, you have other ways currently to play better games. Um, I can still go back and I can legitimately go back and play the original Banjo-Kazooie and have more fun than I do on any of these kind of adventure platformer games. Um, This one's just a really weird vibe and Square Enix is the one bringing it out which caught me really off guard and that's kind of why I expected so much more out of it. It just, it left me wanting a lot more that I know it's not going to give. For sure. I agree. Uh, And then the last one that we have on the 26th uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which I feel like we've been talking about forever. I know that I made yeah. the comment earlier that I could have sworn this had released already, just with uh, the way that this has been portrayed. Yeah, they they have they had a few different uh, they had like two different ones that they announced really close to the same time, right? Mon- yeah, there's Monster Hunter Rise, which is this one, um, and then they're doing another Monster Hunter Stories. Um, which was like the 3DS one they had back um, forever ago. Uh, this game, though, they had they dropped the demo for it, and then the demo got an update recently, which added a lot more stuff to do. Um, but apparently it's really good if you're into Monster Hunter stuff. I just cannot get into Monster Hunter games as much as I've tried. Uh, I've played... I'll get into a Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter or Monster the original Hunter Monster style Hunter was game, the first game that I played... But... Uh, 
for whatever reason, on con- I'll on console, online. stop playing, um, and, and then I'll the just PS2 never pick big, it up like, back again. That's what happened with me with Monster Hunter World. And you have it happened with and Dauntless, it. Yeah, it and I love Monster Hunter was the first one I played. So I've played at pretty much all of the Monster Hunters along the way. Yeah, and Dauntless is really good, too. You know, it, it's definitely uh, taking that Monster Hunter thing uh, in a, a little bit different direction. Um, I feel like I have, Rise is taking it a different way because it looks like it's a much bigger focus on single player. It looks um, like... With an actual story and everything, it, so I, I... Yeah, it looks like the originals. It doesn't look like the Monster Hunter that... You know, the most recent Monster Hunter that we've got. It doesn't look the same. It looks very much like those older Monster Hunter games. And you're right, I think it does have that... Uh, it looks like it is trying to lean on that single-player stuff. Which might appeal to me a bit more, because then, with things like Dauntless and Monster Hunter World, a lot of emphasis was put on the multiplayer aspect of it. And if this is more single-player centric, then maybe I could see myself picking this up and not feeling quite as guilty if I drop off of it because then it might be easier for me to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. And the the big thing with Monster Hunter is the controls are always, like, just different. It's it's different just because it can be different. It doesn't have... it's. Sometimes I feel like things, when playing, are not where they should be. They make it a different button just so it's different. Um... And, and that can be a little weird, and I, that's definitely off-putting for people. But um, I'm actually a little excited for this. I might actually pick this up when it comes out. Um, I don't know. I have a lot on my plate. But the game does look pretty fun if you are in the Monster Hunter. So there's a lot more Monster Hunter stuff coming, uh, even beyond this. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a series that's never gonna die. Monster Hunter is always gonna be there now, so it's 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 going nowhere. Yeah, no, it has to do amazing in uh, like in the Asian markets, right? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, I've never looked it up, but I feel like it has to do amazing because it, it keeps coming this way. And I, I mean, I don't hear people like, man, you know, what I could really go for new Monster Hunter. I don't think I've ever <laughs> heard anyone say that, but if people were really excited on. Um, on the newest uh, uh, like multi-console release version. So. Well, I think World ended up being a bit of an eye-opener for a lot of people here in uh, Western society that hadn't previously even heard of Monster Hunter before, but now with like how much World took off, that became like the gateway into this kind of genre that they hadn't previously seen. And I think it a lot of success, well, excuse me, a lot of success for World was a lot of because of the open awareness that previously wasn't there. I mean, World is part of the PlayStation Plus collection, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, accessibility for sure. Alright, that's pretty much all the games that we had releasing. Um, if there is anything we missed, let us know. Um, let us know right over on Twitter, uh, at Man's Uh But, uh, again, no filter cord this week. Um, he's, uh, I don't even know what we have him doing now, but he, he's, he's still off on assignment. Uh, so, he did check in. He, he did list something here uh, that he wanted to talk about. Hey, these are things that he would talk about, and I'm very surprised that it's not uh, Crusader Kings. 
It was Crusader Kings last week, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> last week it was the Viking stuff. He's trying to... Uh, I, I feel like he's just stuck on playing it. Uh, but something new did catch his eye. Uh, for good reason, caught my eye as well. Um, the Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Uh, if you guys haven't actually seen the uh, video for that, it's pretty good. Um, I, I really liked... Uh, it, it has... Um, like it has Ozzy, uh, has an Ozzy song that's playing over it, um, and I like that Ozzy. He put a uh, uh, post the video for the game, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, back when uh, back when my music was uh, starting out, and I was kind of hitting that peak for the first time. Um, the only thing that would uh, send kids to hell faster than my music was Dungeons and Dragons." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. Um, and the trailer looks fun. Uh, the big downfall, the big reason that Filter wanted to bring it up was uh, the news that they had previously announced Couch Co-op. Um, but they've recently said, hey, there will not be any Couch Co-op on release. On release. It doesn't so mean there's it's not going to show up later. future update then. And honestly... With this kind of gameplay, though, like, this isn't the same Dark Alliance we had back in the day on, like, old platforms when it was that top-down, like, isometric view, which was easy to do couch co-op for. Right. Um, in this, we're looking at split-screen, and if you played Borderlands 3 at launch and tried to do split-screen on that, it was so frustrating, because it was so broken. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't jump into that, but I know the reason he's going forward with that is because you know his his wife also plays, and I feel like this is something that they would get into. He's always trying to oh, pull her sure. into uh, uh, into like tabletop sessions too, um, and she's played quite a few tabletop sessions with us. If you've caught any of our stuff uh, over on Digital Dungeons, um, so I feel like that's his. I feel like that's his game. <laughs> he's like, he's like. Cool, yeah, that's something that we can that we can jump in and play together. Uh, and then that rug was ripped out from under him. But just means he can wait till it goes on sale to grab it, which you know he, he won't. De he definitely will not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for this too. It looks it looks really fun. Um, it still has, uh, you know, it still has the um, online multiplayer aspect. So, you know. That's yeah, I'm way more okay with that. I, I feel like online's going to handle it a lot better because when you look at couch co-op, you're looking at the fact that the game's going to have to run two instances, and if it's the kind of game that's going to scale levels or scale enemies to be compatible for each player, that's where it can start getting really difficult, and that might be why they're holding off on it at launch. Yeah, it, that would make sense. I feel like co-op, it would be uh, like you were saying that that old. Um, isometric view where you know when you guys start to go other directions it starts to spread out a little bit um that's where it would would have really shined but it looks like they really broke away from that and it's you know taking on that that third person uh you know like action rpg so right um i don't know i, I it, it's it's not it's not destroying the experience for me. I would I would like to try. I definitely would have tried the uh, like couch co-op stuff um, if it did come out with it right away. But you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not dying that it's not. Um, There's 
there's something that I would I just realized I would love to do with this. Um, only just maybe a couple of years ago or so, um, my mother revealed to my brother and I that she and dad used to play video games on the Intellivision a ton before either of us were born. And one of her favorite games to play was a Dungeons and Dragons game on the Intellivision. And I think the reason why she kind of kept a secret is growing up, she would always get on my brother's and I case about playing video games too much. Probably didn't want to make herself sound hypocritical <laughs> for how much they themselves played it. But Dude, they still, like uh, she still has though. the original Intellivision down there with like the little overlays that go on the controller and the the different games to go with it and that was one of the ones on there and I kind of want to send this trailer to her is like I think this is the spiritual successor to what you were playing and just to see like what her reaction would be I can't remember what kind of game that was on the Intellivision or oh I couldn't tell you I don't think I don't think it came out for when they did that uh, uh, you know like how the NES came out with um the little retro console and stuff. In yeah. television, did one too, but I don't think it was one of the ones that was included in the um, package deal with that. For sure. Yeah, that's cool though. Uh, it, it's um, I don't know. We've been talking a lot about. I, f I feel like you specifically in the past. Uh, I would say two to three months have really started digging more into tabletop. So I figured, oh, yeah. Brian, you, if anybody, would have been really stoked, stoked to see this. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to read through the player's guide on that, and I need to dedicate some more time to the reading. There's that and a few other books I need to get through. For sure. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into our uh, Epic Game Store freebies. Um, as always, still just out here delivering stuff. Uh, the Fall is out right now we talked about that one last week um you can go grab that for free it looks like it's a probably like a 2 or a 2.5 d um you know puzzle ex exploration there's, game it has a little bit of a horror a, vibe to it just a little bit yeah a little bit it's, it's more of a I, I can't even call it horror i almost just want to say an anxiety vibe yeah <laughs> it has like a little bit of a, like a thriller it's not scary but you're on like the edge of your seat a little bit and i believe there's a part two that's available on the epic store right now as well for purchase so um if you dig it enough there's definitely another way to throw the developers some extra some extra dollars that way yeah. And then uh, that'll be lasting up until uh, March 25th. And then from the 25th to April 1st, you'll be picking up Creature in the Well, um, which is a very interesting game. It's uh, like almost like a puzzle <sighs> pinball game. I don't know. It's like, it has a little bit of exploration going on. Uh, it has some puzzle features, uh, some action. Um it's an action slasher pinball game, and that's the dumbest sentence I've ever said. <laughs> it's, it's it's a very very weird game, but it has I think it has pretty cool art. It's an original concept, which I definitely um, oh appreciate. yeah, it, it's unique. It's unique for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so grabbing it for free, I don't know. Could find something you really like here. Like if you want weird pinball games, there's this, and then there's like. Uh, Yoku's Island Express or something like whatever it was called that came out forever ago on multiple platforms which was more of an open world pinball um, 
but that's a genre of games that just don't get it doesn't branch that often so I, I mean I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot sure. well it almost it almost looks to me kind of like it's doing what for it it's doing what it is for pinball like what what the golf did for golf games okay yeah I see what you're talking about I, I, I think this is a, this uh, definitely between those two that comparison this takes itself a lot more seriously oh um, for sure where what the golf was just re- it was fun but it was ridiculous yeah. like, with a lot of dumb jokes in it yeah you go to hit the ball and instead of the ball going flying the character goes flying backwards like it's like what the golf or it'd be the, like the T that you're <laughs> in the entire green that you're playing on or something yeah yeah or the club goes flying instead of the ball um oh yeah, yeah that game's that game's crazy that's on uh, apple arcade right yeah yeah i still uh dabble into that yeah for sure i had it for a while i, I don't know i was kind of giving it a i was giving it a break to let some new things show up uh might be time all right let's jump into the weekly news um not a ton of really big things happen, but a few uh, things that we were like, okay, definitely talk. We can make some points on that. Yeah, so last week we specifically brought up the Square Enix Presents. Um, we talked about some things we knew were going to be coming with it, like Life is Strange, and we talked about stuff that we would kind of hope to hear from them. Well, apparently we were just way off on our hopes and anticipations. <laughs> yeah. Um, because to me, it was probably the most lackluster event I had part I had watched. Um, I, w- I sat through the entire thing just thinking like, okay, okay, what's next? Okay, give me the good one, give me the good one. And it was over. <laughs> um, You're like, where is the good one? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, Life is Strange is cool. I don't have the time to play any of them. Uh, I, I, get, I got the first one for the wife, and she never even got a chance to play it. Um, so, talking about the new one, announcing that we've got a Life is Strange um, remaster of the first two coming out for new platforms as well, that's all cool. Um, and I don't like talking about the Life is Strange games in great detail because of spoilers, because they're such great stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- such good storytelling between all of them that I don't even get into them that much. Just give them a shot. Um, I, I, they originally re- released episodically. This one, the new one, uh, Life is Strange: True Colors, is going to be dropping apparently all at once on September 10th, and then you can play it episode by episode, or just play the whole thing right then. Um, I think that's a good call on their part. Because I think uh, with episodic gaming, there's a definite fatigue that can happen with those games. Yeah, I agree. And it, for me, it happens almost as soon as I read the title of the game. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. There's some episodic games that I'll play, um, but I rarely take them from beginning to end. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think like, uh, like The Walking Dead had some really good moments in it. I did not finish uh, any of those. I, I played through maybe really? like chapter one or whatever of the first one, and then that was pretty much it. I think the, uh, maybe it was the achievement hunter in me, but I definitely finished like seasons one and two. I never played three though; just never I, got I, into it. I played through the Borderlands uh, 
the Telltale Borderlands. Need to do that. That was fun, and I think it was because it was introducing characters and doing things. It was affecting the world that I already knew. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the the Batman ones weren't bad either. Um, Batman ones they were their own, they were their own thing. But Telltale had a really different way of doing that. Um, the Life is Strange team though these are these are really cool games. They're really cool stories being told. Oh, for sure. um, it's just that they're not my kind of thing. Right. Um, That's my problem. I, I'm never going to be able to get into them. Um, I can probably sit down and watch a playthrough of all of yes. them and be completely happy with it. 100%. Um, because they play like really awesome movies. So Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly... Uh, I, think, I think we're pretty much in the same place for that. I think they do a lot of good. I think this... Uh, you know, the, the topics that they're tackling, you don't really expect to see in video games. Um, and I think the audience... I think it is really inviting for people who are, you know, interested in these topics or issues that could, you know, uh, you know that, that they're kind of... Because they always have, like, an overarching, hey, here's the problem, um, uh, like, story and message that they're, that, that they're trying to um, walk through. And I, I think that this is really inviting for those people. And then who knows, if they like this, they might find something else that they like, um, which is cool, kind of opening up a, a new... Uh, almost like a new fandom for people who might not be interested in video games but are interested in specific topics. Um, the first thing they mentioned, I, I always hate articles like this because they talk about like the bigger news and then trickle it down. Right. Um, the first thing they mentioned, though, they were talking about Lara Croft. They were talking about Tomb Raider. Um, it was just announced the other day that Lara Croft and Tomb Raider content was hitting Fortnite, um, which was really cool, but... They did announce they're giving us a definitive Survivor trilogy um, for Tomb Raider, so you can just play through absolutely everything. Um, that's cool. I, I would be more excited if I hadn't already had all the Tomb Raider games yeah. forever. Um, that being said, that's not a bad thing, though. If you never did play them, pick up this trilogy. It, it's They're really good games. They really are. I do think the one thing that is is noted here is actually quite amazing um they're like hey you can go pick this up right now playstation store and microsoft store for 20 dollars all three games 20 bucks but it will go up in two weeks to 50 which you expect something like this a full trilogy of these games to be you know like uh, a 50 dollar game um you know 39.99 at least uh so for them to drop it at 20 bucks i think that's pretty cool for the first two weeks yeah, and it's all yeah. DLC too. Yeah, and these games aren't like are not like small games. Like no, they're definitely full size they're, and they're robust. Yeah, um, the first one had like Uncharted style multiplayer that went with it too. I wonder if they'll include yeah, that. Yeah, the um, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, so the remake, the first one, um, is the first game I ever bought digitally on my PS3 ages ago, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. Um, thought it was really, really good, and that's kind of where I ended it. I ended up getting the other two and just never played them. Yeah, I think uh, I think if Filter was here, he would probably point out the way that he always played these games is he waited a year after Tomb Raider came out, played it, and or, or no, he didn't pick up Tomb Raider right away. He waited for Rise of the Tomb Raider to start being talked about. Right before it came out, he bought the last one and played through it. 
and then didn't get Rise of the Tomb Raider until the next one came out and played it right before the next one came. He was always one game behind, pretty much. Um, well, which is for a while, the the second one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, was actually a timed Xbox exclusive. So the only way that you could get it was through Xbox. And then it was... I don't know if it was a year or maybe a little bit longer than that, but it didn't uh, come out on PlayStation the same time it came out on Xbox. So you you had to wait on that one anyways. Yeah, and then when it did drop on PlayStation, it had all the content, including VR support. So yeah, that's, that's right. It did have VR support. I remember yeah, it used to have. VR um, was it uh, Mixer compatibility? where you could all people watching could alter what was going on in the game like they could push to have big head mode or something like that going on <laughs> i do appreciate that whole thing all right so um aside from that uh they did have some information on uh marvel's avengers talking about operation hawkeye uh and they dug into that a little bit more you read a little bit more on that and saw uh right Bray? Yeah, um, I kind of more watched some of it and stuff, but really the takeaway was that they they gave some sort of a timeline for their future content that they, that we've known about, but had to be delayed for um, X number of reasons. And we're getting a, like an actual open area, free roam area that's supposed to be the Wastelands, Wakanda is slated to be coming out uh, sometime in the summer, I believe in July. And then they're also actually acknowledged that they are working on the Spider-Man PlayStation exclusive character, but that should not be releasing until after Wakanda has been released in the summertime. Okay. Decent little roadmap for a game that uh, has had its struggles. Just, yep. Yeah, it just hit current gen though, so it's it's officially there on PS5 and Series X, just like we mentioned last last week it did happen yep, yep. Um, and then there's a copy you can nope. you can take your save file from your last gen and import it into your current gen you just have to do it you have to update your it's, past gen first it is very it. meticulous yeah. it's it's awful it's like borderlands so <laughs> I, I think on the xbox side it's easier but on because of smart delivery but on the playstation side of it you have to have your PS4 copy fully updated. You have to have the PS5 copy installed and updated. You have to go into the PS4 copy and say that you're going to update or, or upgrade your save data or whatever to transfer it over. And then it does its own process. And then you boot it back up in the PS5 version to retrieve it. And then you can delete the PS4 version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Borderlands 3 it, is the same way. It makes me immediately never want to play it. <laughs> I'm glad I never played it on PS4. Otherwise, I, I would never touch it. But... I can at least toss it in now and mess around with it. Yeah, after doing it on, uh, after doing that with Borderlands from, T like I'm like, this is so tedious because it's like, oh, I just want to play. Cool, I'll pop in. It'll be easy. It has cloud save, so I don't understand why it can't just be yanked from cloud save. That's fine. Um, well, it seems like the lesson that has been learned for a lot of other different uh, games of service and platforms where cross save exists on them, and it's just stored in a cloud area. And regardless of wherever you log into, you don't have to go through all these steps to access your characters that you've been working on. You just ha you just log in and they're there. Mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, outside of Avengers, because we all knew that was coming, they did talk a little bit more about Outriders. They talked more about Bell and Wonderland. I, I, um, that's that's all fine. Talking about Outriders for a second, finally got in, finally played the demo. Oh. Got it. Okay. So what, do you, what are your impressions? Guess what? The password, I did not have to change it. It logged me in <laughs> with the password. I don't know if it was having an issue or what the deal was. Everything's connected properly, like I thought. It just wasn't working. Um, and it did reject me the first time, and then I was like, I don't, don't get it, and so I, I just uh, gave up on it again. It was uh, uh, just let it sit there for a few days. Went back, tried the exact same thing again, and it worked. So I don't know, but I liked it overall. Um, overall, it was really fun, uh, a really fun experience. I'm actually excited. Um, that this is coming to Game Pass. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it has it has a, a fun little story going on uh, in it. I think the story and the world are the things to really, really uh, point out. Um, I, I had some gripes with it. Uh, just things that were happening. It, it felt... It felt unfinished. Um in the sense of camera animation. Um, but I assume that this build is months, months and months old. Uh, and what they usually do in those months after is that, that kind of polish. So I assume when it comes out, um, it'll be much more polished than the demo was. But on top of that, I mean, you can get it on Game Pass. So, you know already if you're already paying for that experience you're not paying anything more and i'm glad to hear you finally got to give it a shot because i just haven't had time to i was definitely intrigued i wanted to mess around with it but it's just not the kind of thing i know i'm gonna have time for anytime soon mm-hmm. um and that was really where they spent a good chunk of their time was between like outriders and avengers and uh and the tomb raider stuff they didn't talk a lot about everything else. Um, I, I did get my hopes accomplished when I knew they were going to be talking about Taito stuff. Um, they did mention the Bubble Bobble game, which actually got announced a couple weeks ago. Whoops. Um, but they also talked about Space Invaders AR, which looks like it's going to be really neat for people that are into some mobile stuff as well. Yeah, I have um, not seen this yet. So I'm, I'm loading up that video now so I can see what's going on with this. It um, looks like it could be fun. But then again, that's that's kind of everything that's AR. It all looks like it could be fun. Yeah. Is it really going to be though? Is the is the question? Um, okay. But it was a big. They they took really big advantage of the the Taito stuff with doing like history of, um, which I thought was pretty cool. So they showed a lot of really old school stuff for it, and the little Space Invaders videos neat. It's just that. Space Invaders is definitely dated. Seeing, sure. seeing the Space Invaders floating above the city gave me this really awful idea for a mo- quick second. It's like, oh god, it's Pixels, the movie, the game. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> uh, I much prefer if Space Invaders are going to be above the city. It's going to be like the episode of Futurama. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Lower altitude, increased speed, and reverse direction. Lower altitude, increased speed, reverse direction. So you were saying uh, that Project Athea 
got um, before we went live. Project Athea has a, a title now. Uh, for yeah. Spoken and they, they sh- did they show off a new trailer, or is this the? They did. They showed a new trailer. Um, it still doesn't really show enough for me to be super hype about it because um, it's not as much gameplay trailery stuff, but more like cutscene stuff. Um, but they did announce that the the new uh, the name change, the official name, is getting dropped out there. Okay. It still looks vicious. It still looks beautiful. Um, but most of the stuff was talking with the voice actor that's going to be playing the main character. Okay. Um, and the other thing that makes it kind of weird that we may not have thought about previously when looking at the cutscene and the, the video is looking at what she's wearing and the kind of environment we're actually in when I don't think we expected contemporary average person wearing sneakers and like jeggings yeah. <laughs> to, to be running around all these places doing this stuff. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that that is that is interesting. Um, it, it's cool that they uh, that that they are doing this like get to know the character thing because I think that's important, especially before showing off too too much. You know, getting people's hopes up on what the game is specifically. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think they showed just enough and then diving into the character. I think that's I think that's a pretty good idea. But it looks fun. Uh, at the end of the um, official title announcement uh, trailer, it does show just a little bit more what you can expect from traversal, uh, maybe a little bit of combat and enemies. So, yeah, definitely one to check out and keep an eye on, I think. Oh, I'm definitely intrigued by this. I, this might be something that I'll be paying attention to. Yeah, I think we'll all be keeping a good eye out for it because it was one of the earlier PS5 things we saw taking advantage of that awesome uh, SSD. So we'll have to see how it really turns out once we get some more content for it. Um, but that one's going to be PC and PS5 exclusive um, because it's going to need the hardware to push it. Yeah. All right, that pretty much wraps up the Square Enix Presents for, uh, what was that? They, they do, it would be the spring. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be doing another one anytime soon or not. Um, interestingly enough, though, we wrapped up on a good one for it, talking about um, Forspoken. Uh, that awesome PS5 title because man, do we have a lot of Sony news? Yeah, a little bit of uh, continuing with Sony news. Uh, one of the big things, uh, surprising things. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I it doesn't. It, I don't know if it impacts me that much, but it could impact a lot of people into fighting games, uh, PlayStation, and um, uh, PlayStation, and uh, I know that there was someone else in there. That was also went in on buying Evo, I believe. Um, bought Evo, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and RTS and Esports Venture from Endeavor have acquired the assets and properties of the Evo series. Yeah, I went to go start talking about it, and then I closed out of the article instead of closing out of the last one. So I was like, oh, uh, yeah, about that. Um, but got it back up now. Yeah, uh, that is. Um, surprising I, I don't know I when I think about it I don't really think I don't know why I think uh, fighting games a lot of times I just as instantly connect it to like smash and Nintendo 
Smash is not a fighting game. I will die on this fucking hill. <laughs> it fine. is a party it, game. It's it's in every I'm fighting so game mad. tournament I've ever seen. But it's and it's not a fighting game though, because the only way they play it is by disabling ninety percent of the goddamn features of the game. If you have to disable that much of the game, you're not playing a fighting game. You're playing a party game. Well, what's being disabled? Because I watched it they live. Disable, they disable all the CEO. they disable all the power ups and stuff. Yeah, items and. They disable all the items. It's pretty much just straight characters. They ban multiple characters all the time. But most fighting games don't have items. Exactly. <laughs> so That's I, what I'm saying. It's not a fighting game because they have to go into the settings and disable that stuff. But they make it a fighting game. I it's not, it. though. It's a party game. Even the even the creator of the game says it's a party it's, game. It's fun to watch as a fighting game, though. I will say. Uh, like going to CEO... And it's it. fun to watch as a party game masquerading as a fighting game. I don't know. Seeing them fight off, see them fighting off a ledge for so long is really fun. It's a fun competition to watch, right? Um, Playing the middle guy, middle ground guy. I don't know why. I, I really, I think of them when I think of something like Evo or some sort of. Like, I, I always go to Street Fighter. I always go to Street Fighter. I go to Street Fighter Third Strike specifically. Um, and honestly, I've always thought PlayStation when I thought Evo, but this is just a way to officially get their name on the posters and stuff. Um, okay. Because for years, the ever since PS4 and Xbox One launched, they were using PS hardware for all their fighting stuff. Um, just because it, it typically performed a little bit better. Uh, the controllers were just a, a little bit more stable for the people that use the controllers. Most use arcade sticks now anyway. Mm -hmm. But PlayStation just kind of had it on lockdown anyway, and there were a lot more PlayStation exclusive fighting games that kept getting added. Yeah, I mean there are a ton of titles that you know come with this too, you know, and more showing up pretty much every like I feel like every day. Um, what was at the last one I went to? Oh yeah, they were testing and had like a very small competition for um, I think it was Samurai Showdown at the time that was just coming out. Um, when I went to uh, the CEO, I think that was back in twenty late twenty nineteen. I can't remember twenty nineteen sometime. Um, but I think this was the last event that I went to for video games because I didn't get to go to I didn't get to go with Austin. Of but yeah, of all this stuff happening and getting announced though, um, I think the the craziest takeaway from it is this Nintendo reaction. Right. Um, just saying, Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments and wish, to, and, and wish the show organizers the best with their new venture. <laughs> we will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity, a spokesperson for Nintendo said. Um, to me, I, I don't know about you guys, to me, that kind of reads as, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably going to be hands-off going forward, but well, we're, we're open to the idea, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, they're going to have the Super Smash Invitational. That's going to pop up, Yeah, like, later this year. Yeah, they'll do their own thing. They'll mail out They'll mail out uh, Smash envelopes like they do for all the DLC characters to the, to the pro gamers. That would be kind of rad, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like... It's weird because in the back of my head, I'm so used to like Nintendo plays so friendly with Microsoft right now. They're playing so friendly with Microsoft on so many things. 
And then this <laughs> sounds like just throwing mud at Sony. It's like, what the? <laughs> what? I feel like when they got the really? news, Nintendo was like, motherfuckers! <laughs> like, they were just like, this is this is rough. This is really not what I was expecting. Yeah, warning, I don't know. I, that's not mud. What was that? It said warning, that's not mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not a Nintendo-like thing for me to hear is them pulling one of those like yeah yeah like picture of Thor just like replying back like it's that, that dumb little Thor meme <laughs> uh, it's it's I don't so, know how I feel about it but where that's going to go in the future I, I don't look for there to be a lot of changes to be honest um, but the biggest change would be like removing probably specific things that are not Sony oriented uh that that's the logical thing i would think of but who knows you know they, they, they could play nice honestly and honestly if you look back at past evos with smash look at what the smash prizes were versus what everything else was because i promise you if you do a quick google search on that it, it's it, they kind of treated smash as a, a separate side joke from the most part like their prizes were like little trophies and custom controllers and stuff. It wasn't like money like it is for a lot of the other stuff. Yeah, it, and I, I do think as like Evo in general, just in general, this was um, a really good move for them as uh, as a company. If you remember, um, the uh, I think he was the event oh, event organizer. Uh, so one of the big people at evo uh that did a lot with uh, the 2020 evo online event um he was uh he, he had uh abuse allegations brought up against him uh and netherrealm and capcom both pulled out of the 2020 event causing it to be canceled so that's probably a really smart thing i wonder if sony will even be uh heavily hands-on with this or if they're just gonna allow uh endeavor to basically just be like, okay, you're the manager now. We don't. We'll just kind of drop some things down from above on you. Uh, but you know, yeah, ahead, now it, it does say that they plan on essentially letting the same people just kind of be in charge. Um, they're really just throwing that money out there to put their damn names on it. So. Sure. Yeah, that's that's um, so that's interesting. I think that is a good. It kind of feels like a maybe a fresh start for them after that uh, little mark. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's not the only Sony news. Uh, I have a few more. Um, they had... Uh, Sony did announce uh, PlayStation at Home. Not to be confused with PlayStation Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. PlayStation Home. PlayStation at Home. We already got Ratchet and Clank recently. Um, so, even if you had that as a PlayStation plus title it was worth redeeming again so it was permanent free not just plus free um but sony dropped more freebies on us which is never a bad thing um you know res infinite abzu the witness enter the gungeon subnautica um and then four others that are vr titles you know moss astrobot rescue mission paper beast and thumper yeah yeah there's some there's some fun stuff there. I really think um, I don't know why I think out of all of this, 
uh, you know, definitely you're going to look at, especially after, um, uh, just as well as Astrobot I did on PS5, like, you're like, that one's going to be fun. Moss heard a lot of good things about for VR. Um, but Paper Beasts look re looked really, really cool. Um, I remember seeing that when it came out. So I, I think, uh, yeah, they dropped uh, pretty much 10 free titles. Man, Res Infinite, too. I've heard a lot of good things about all these VR titles. Yeah, they, they did all this, and they also confirmed that in April, we are going to also get um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes, um, April 19th. Like, yeah, April 19th, we're going to get Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition completely free. Beautiful. Um, that's huge. Yeah. And the reason this is our little segue article here, and it's funny that the screen has stopped where it is, <laughs> on the right side of the screen, under latest news, was going to be our next talking point. Yeah. Uh, they did show off the next-gen VR uh, PlayStation 5 controllers. Um they look cool. Actually, I kind of like that they have the all wrap around. They wrap completely around your hand, which I can't really remember the what the previous ones look like. I might have to look that up. They they look like Wiimotes with giant glowing yeah. balls on the top of them. Okay. Um, yeah, the old ones were the, were the they were the PS3 move. Oh, the move yeah. controller. It was what it was. I don't know why I was thinking it was this without the wrap around the hand. And I thought it was just like a, a short little like stubby cylindrical rounded no, thing. unfortunately not <laughs> okay but this looks cool this um, looks a little bit closer to something that you would expect from like oculus or something like that um yeah 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 finger touch detection haptic feedback adaptive triggers that stuff's all really sweet for vr um and this coupled with those at-home releases that we're going to get with all those new vr titles and the fact that we've been seeing vr stuff with playstation plus lately we're about to see Sony go all in again on VR. Hopefully, um, yeah. I, I know that and Sony... And for good cause, because I, I love my PS4 VR. I just didn't have room to keep doing it. Yeah, it, Sony is notorious for not supporting things that are not their console. Um, this does feel a little different, because they're going back to the well. You know what I mean? Well, I think by their metrics, they do view PlayStation VR as a success. It might not be like in the overall grand scheme of things in the video game commercial market the biggest success when you compare it to traditional consoles but I think the way that they're gauging it they think that PlayStation VR was very successful um, for what because they knew that like with all VR there's going to be a high barrier of entry it's an additional several hundred dollars on top of the console that you also have to buy for several hundred dollars it's an expensive thing to get into and I think they um, managed to find their place in the VR market because of their affordability when you compare it to things like the HTC Vive, the Oculus, and stuff like that. And I think that they see further improvement and uh, opportunity in that. Um, last week, I talked with my friends that I had mentioned earlier about that our plan was to eventually switch over to PlayStation. And because of our talk with like the Bethesda acquisition, I got a little bit concerned um, was whether or not I was kind of pushing them towards the PlayStation route and whether they would feel like they would be missing out on this stuff. And they all said that, no, this doesn't change the thing. 
And one of my friends said that um, the VR support that PlayStation is pushing is actually one of the selling points that they're most interested in in, or in flipping over from Xbox that we've been for the last two generations to go into PlayStation going forward. It's interesting, yeah, that they would bring up that that's kind of a selling point for them. Um, that's cool. Uh, and this this controller looks pretty good. You know, a lot of the things that they're uh, providing with this. I, I mean, we're getting to the point of innovation. That's what has held VR down is the innovation. They, it, a lot of people, I feel like, would look at it and they would go, okay, let's make this VR thing. And then they would get to a point and people would be like, well, why doesn't it do this? And why doesn't it do this? And then they're like, okay, it was a failure. Um, yeah. I feel like they're, they're getting past that. They're like, okay, so it does need this. You know, this first edition that we made is not going to be what everybody wants. Uh, you know, it, there's going to be obviously lacking features. But right. let's keep moving forward with it. It's kind of like when a new IP comes out and people are like, it's going to be the best game ever. And then they get it, and it's like, but it's lacking these features from this game. You know, I'm used to it from this game. And, it, you know, it's not that game, but then the next game comes out and they implement, you know, hopefully take some of that feedback into consideration and implement something new. And I feel like this uh, this hardware is very much in the same line. Like, introducing the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers and things like finger touch detection, um, that tells that, you know, they're listening People did like that, so. Well, I think no. we even got some hints as to like what the actual headset will do too, where it'll be tracking from uh, was it a camera array that's on the bottom there, that on the bottom of the headset I think was mentioned in the article itself. Now my my biggest complaint is and worry is still going to be what kind of a nightmare setup are we going to have to have? Because the worst thing about PSVR was all the wire management, all the cables, all the extra pieces you had. Um, there are reasons that like Oculus and stuff are doing so much better now, and it's because having the all self-sustaining, right. wires free, not a tangled mess, not taking up a bunch of extra space is what is selling. That's what I, that's um, what I really want to see. I would love to do that comparison uh, and review of, okay, cool, here's, like, the Oculus. This is what you're getting performance-wise and what you're seeing out of, uh, you know, a completely tethered system versus a completely self-sustaining wireless system. Because um, I, I don't want the... I don't want the PSVR to be tethered anymore. I don't want it to be hard-connected to everything like that. Uh, even if you give me a, a separate processing unit that has to be plugged into a certain spot let that wirelessly send the information I need to my headset because as far as graphics with VR you don't need 4k or even 1080p you just need a steady frame rate yeah. yep I um, think um, in order to maintain a competitive price point my prediction is that they probably will go forward and still have the tethered but they'll probably simplify the tethering to where it's not ridiculously complicated but I think that between the ergonomics of PlayStation VR and the price point, I think PlayStation's going to be focusing on that and trying to put continue that direction in order to find their place in the VR market. That's my prediction. Unfortunately, 
unfortunately, Sony had the potential early on to, to run and lead the VR market, and they were doing a really good job with PS4 for a while, but now all the wires, free, self-sustaining stuff is out there that's doing really well. Um, because of that, Sony's got a lot of catching up to do, and that leaves a lot of potential worry for what could happen with this new VR. Yeah. Yeah, so it is, it, it's still the Wild West out there. Um, you know, we're seeing those advancements. I, I don't know, when I think about it, just because I haven't had a VR, um, and you saying, you know, I, I want a completely wireless thing, and I know Oculus had that, um, but their interface is completely different for their wireless compared to their wired. Um, so that does make me uh, wonder which one I would prefer more. Whether, um, you know, being able to freely wirelessly in VR roam around my house punching and kicking um, <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> Just yeeting pets and I children. Mean, <laughs> my issue is going to be space, definitely. Oh, yeah. on, on my desk right now already, I have a Series X, a PS5, a PS4 Pro, an Xbox One X, a Switch, a Wii U, a Nintendo Classic, a Super Nintendo Classic, two monitors, a sound bar, two different webcams set up, my TV's mounted to my wall, my mic is mounted and hanging from the back of my desk... Like, I don't have room for all this extra cable management that's going to be coming out because I, I use all this stuff. You're going to need a second desk. <laughs> that's, I've already got a giant L-shaped desk. It takes up a third of my room. <laughs> and that's the, that's the worst part about it. Like, I, I'm not going to have room for all this stuff, uh, even from a simple, like, plugging it in because I'm, I'm out of power outlets in this room. <laughs> Damn. That's tough. Yeah, um... So, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll take um, you know they'll take that that feedback that they got from not not them personally, but that you know Oculus and uh, so forth had uh, obtained by you know looking at that is a completely wireless option uh, a good idea? Uh, should we launch a wired and a wireless option? Um, who knows? Who knows? Um, I don't know. Do they even have a time frame on when? No, you know, on never, anything no, no, releasing no, or okay? Nope, nope, nothing. They're, they they like, like like we've already said they haven't even showed us the headset. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if they had like okay we want to release it like twenty twenty three holiday or no they're know. they're baby stepping everything which is smart, smart right now because if they get really bad feedback on one like when it comes to VR everything is so important. Yeah. And the biggest complaints previously were the controllers. Aside from the wires and everything and all the extra stuff, the controllers were just the bottom of the barrel worst idea. Hey, here's the old PS3 technology that we couldn't use anymore and just gave up on. Use it for the PS4 VR instead. That's not a smart idea. I wonder with the announcement of these um, VR controllers that it wasn't just that they were basing the technology off the dual sense, but they were being developed coincide with each other. And that's why uh, throughout the PlayStation 4 lifecycle, it was still always the PlayStation Move controllers because they knew what they wanted to go towards, but they were developing it alongside with the next-gen consoles. That way, they knew in the next generation things were going to really take off for them. Yeah, possible. 
looking to the future, which is where VR kind of started from. I mean, I don't know how many times I remember hearing in like the 90s and early 2000s, oh yeah, we looked into that in the early 90s and just found that the technology wasn't there yet. So, you know, we shelved it and then they went back to it and then they found that it still wasn't where they wanted, so they shelved it. Um, oh, I, I still like, remember, was it... Uh, first kid or some disney movie with sinbad in it where um the president's oh, yeah. son is at a mall in a vr rig or something while some guy was trying to kidnap him yeah yeah i i stumbled upon that movie again and remembered it in uh fully remembered <laughs> it after looking into uh that uh that that thing with uh shack and sinbad the comedian where the there was Kazam. Kazam. It was Kazam, but yeah, we thought that. But there was everything. A movie called everybody Shazam. thinks it was called Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, with Sinbad, and it doesn't exist. I've seen it. I know, right? I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> and what was it? Now, from? This opened up the whole other side of things, where I I maintain that at a certain point in life, a lot of us shifted realities. Definitely. And Tricks is in because that. That used to be fruit shaped, and now I only see round little. They're not fruit shaped anymore for Tricks. It's because they're because kids. You're not a, that's because you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. That's no different. It's fucked up though. But yeah, yeah. PSVR though, new controller, excited. <laughs> Kidding. A lot of new VR games, back, excited. Back on topic. <laughs> um, there's just not enough. There's not enough to stress about PSVR yet. I, as soon as we see the headset and see what kind of mind-bogglingly bad route they go with whatever piece of it they're going to screw up really poorly, that'll be the day. But yeah, They need to hit us with those teraflops. We need to know how many teraflops we're getting before we can get too excited. Um, but moving on, something that we haven't covered before that's actually really, really cool. I think we might have just you stumbled on this today johnny and you were like look at this i i I literally found this out of nowhere it's awesome (laughs) didn't know this was even a thing um apparently thursday there were 12 new finalists announced for the video game hall of fame the 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 what you may ask (laughs) yes the video game hall of fame um that's an actual thing and Looking at the news from this year, they are some ballers that were announced. Some um, good ones. Uh, things that you would expect, I think, to see in the Hall of Fame. If you, if someone said that there was a Hall of Fame and then you didn't expect, like, and, and you were like, and this year they're just now inducting this, you have to go, wait a minute, that's just now being inducted? Well, that's interesting. Um, and what's what's so crazy though is just the difference in things here. Like this year, they're announcing um, Animal Crossing, the original Animal Crossing, the first Call of Duty, Farmville, the uh, EA Sports International or FIFA International Soccer, the first Guitar Hero, um, and this is where it gets weird. Mattel Football, the old electronic handheld, yeah. the original Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, pole position, the old arcade like Atari racing game, yep. um, the original Portal, StarCraft, Tron, and Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Which I completely forgot about that game until you mentioned it during this, <laughs> during looking into that. <laughs> every, every one of these has a huge, huge impact of some sort. Yeah, a lot of these, 
massive impact um, on. If if it weren't for pole position, we wouldn't have like three D racing games. It was like two months ago we got the new Microsoft Flight Simulator. I feel like, and no, they were like, going, "Holy shit! Look at this game!" Even then, like, and then you know, looking at the obvious, you know, Farmville. Everyone had access to Farmville. Um, Guitar Hero took the world like by storm with these extra controllers for systems animal crossing every college dorm those uh those guitars right right oh yeah dude portal portal's still just such a huge thing yeah Yeah. it shows you that a puzzle game didn't have to be a puzzle game and a first person shooter didn't have to be a first person shooter that has me interested because uh it is that is a mod so looking through it looks like this did start back in 2015 with your usual suspects, Doom, Pac-Man, Pong, Super Mario Bros., Tetris, and World of Warcraft. Um, but looking through, since 2015, they've taken in, uh, usually it's about four or more. Um, the thing that's interesting is that Portal is being inducted. But Half-Life well, is not. Well, it's not necessarily being inducted. These are just finalists. Oh, these are just the finalists? Yeah. These are just the finalists, so, so there's no guarantee. They're likely going to pick four if they're continuing on with how they've been doing it the last Yeah, if we're years. looking at minimum, I would say four, maybe up to six. Yeah, yeah, six is as far as they usually go, and that was 2015 and 2016. But 17, 18, 19, uh, and 20, they all picked four. Um, and I would... When we look at what else was in there, though, we have like you know the Oregon Trail, the original Legend of Zelda, Pokemon Fire or Pokemon Red and Green, um, John Madden Football. Like there is such a big variety in there. GTA Three. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of craziness. I, I could really see Guitar Hero doing it. Yeah, sure. I could really. Well, there's a common theme. Really with see all... Portal. Oh, sorry. Uh, here I'll go. Um. I mean, the common thing about all this is, like, it isn't just, like, what was immensely popular, but what actually set a standard in video game development and stuff. It was just, like, these were these were the pioneers of why games today are the way that they are. Yeah. And that's why I, th- I think you see Call of Duty here. And that's why I don't think Call of Duty will make the cut. Um, it's expected, but I just don't think that Call of Duty will make the cut, and I, well, I don't know if Portal will either. Just because. Here's the thing, though: if you go up a little bit, you can still vote. Okay. Yeah. yeah. March 18th to March 25th, it, it lets you go vote for it. Uh, I just threw, I just jumped in there and threw my vote down for Portal, um, just because it is such a standout title for me. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's interesting. I'll have to look back. I want to see the like impact of Tron and I mean StarCraft though too. You know, some big ones. Yeah, every everything there is huge. Like there mm-hmm. is no wrong answer in that. Yeah, it, they're all such good choices. Um, I just went with Portal because of the fact that it changed everything you knew about a puzzle game, uh, and it also had crazy humor and got in your head and had a great musical number. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason I was saying, like, I don't know if Portal will make the cut. It probably will by popular demand, but 
I don't know. It, it, I guess it did do its own thing, but it's weird that Half-Life isn't in there already. And Half-Life was good and all, but were there other first-person shooters out there that people just that that, were, that had a bigger, lasting impact? Um, I don't know. I mean, it did bring on, like, I guess it's not the game, more so the engine. Because we've got so Halo rough. Combat Evolved in there as far as first-person shooters. Well, you have Doom. Um, so yeah, Doom's in Doom's there too. The so one. we've already got the, the we've already got some huge ones in there. Um, I can see why Half Life might not make it because it's still not a lasting name. It's it's not like a lot of stuff is still going on there. And you can kind of partially blame that on some people being afraid of the number three. I, yeah, <laughs> I think it's more. I think I'm thinking on more of a like an engine level. Uh, the engine for Half Life spawned a lot of things. A lot of good things, and that's what carried it forward. Not necessarily the game itself. The game was just a byproduct of the engine, which is what I'm thinking of. So, yeah, I mean, with that, Portal... Yep. Portal did change uh, the way that we look at uh, puzzle games, so... Yeah. Yeah, and and it'll definitely win popular. Popular vote here. Um, I feel like a lot of the people voting might not even be... (laughs) Be aware of some of these older titles. Uh, like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? But yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was a really unique thing. Once I stumbled across it, that's something I had never really thought about previously. Um, that there is a video game hall of fame. I'm trying to think. And that's like, what's not listed here? What's something that you expect that's not here yet? There's a part of me that almost wants to say Counter Strike. But that I think that falls into the same category as Half Life, though. Yes. Yep. I mean, the reason why Halo is there is because it revolutionized first-person shooters on a console platform. Yeah. So, like a lot of these are a lot of these are just insane. There, a lot of these are crazy. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm going to follow up on this. over the next couple weeks, I have to. Yeah. Uh, it's going to bother me if I don't. I, I actually kind of love, I really like the love that they're pushing out for, you know, some of these really early, early games. Like, you see, like, um, Space Invaders and Centipede and, you know, just things like that. Um, like, Pac-Man. Just, I, I, I really appreciate, uh, you know, all of them being in there. Because growing up, I remember... Like, you know, of course, being into video games and my dad being like, oh, yeah, no, I remember playing Space Invaders. And I would, um, he's like, you guys are so lucky you have like all these like saves and things like that. We had to play from the beginning every time. But you guys have all these graphics. But he was saying the cool things that they did once you made it so far. Like, he's like, I remember taking a photo of, uh, the screen to show how far I had got and I had mailed it in and they had mailed back uh, um, little patches that showed like you're like a commander or whatever and I was like that's awesome like that's like stuff that you know of course I, I guess they kind of do in their own way these days but mostly all the stuff's just digital because we can track everything easily that was how they tracked their progress like it's I have a patch on my it. jacket it's funny you say that because it was just yesterday I saw a video on Twitter of a Twitch streamer playing uh, Lion King and 
they end up dying on the part and they get sent back to the tile screen with game over and stuff and they're just <laughs> in complete disbelief that's like wait what 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 is what, going on here love it <laughs> love everything about it um yeah so yeah we, we should definitely follow up on this to see who uh see who the uh, picks are and who are being inducted this year because that's awesome all right uh johnny you also brought up the south by southwest which i did not look into but we put an article here uh and they have their 20 um 2021 yeah uh, I mean, awards it, it, southwest is always big but they did the gaming awards uh, it's the eighth annual gaming awards for them and the main reason i threw it in there is because it wasn't overly crowded by huge triple a titles um we're looking at like video game of the year hades got south by southwest game of the year yeah that's awesome yeah that, that's pretty big um and it's funny because indie game of the year went to Deep Rock Galactic uh, from Ghost Ship Games and Coffee Stand Publishing, something I hadn't looked at. Um, they t- they covered a tabletop game of the year, VR-specific game of the year. Like, I-, I like the simplification in this because it's not an overwhelming number of categories. It's just really quick. Boom, here's what we picked. Boom, here's what we picked. Boom, here's what we picked. Um, yeah, it, th- this has a lot of good stuff in it. It wasn't um, it. I wonder if a lot of our standard game of the year stuff is swayed by the popular vote. Because I look at this and I'm like, this feels a little bit more objective. You know, yeah, yeah like you know, looking at Hades and looking at um, like Dreams getting a cultural innovation award. Orius being there too. I yeah. think a lot of people yeah. think of. I think the mass public doesn't think of Ori quite as much as what, like, say, you or I would. Right. Um, I really like this excellence in animation, art, and visual achievement. The fact that it's, like, an all-encompassing. Yeah. And they're like, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Agreed. And I go back, and I think the stealthy shadow aspects of, of how you're blending into the darkness and hiding from things, and how beautiful the lighting is there, and then... The scenes where you're flashing back to being a child, and there's the 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 the, the pedals just flowing across the screen. Like, it's yeah, that game so was nothing great. but gorgeous. That game was. I love that game, and, and can, I love that little that little thing about like the environmental storytelling of what kind of path your character was going down to. That if you were taking more samurai options, the environment would be sunny, and if you were being more stealth, it'd be more thunderstorms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did, and you can turn off, you can, like, not turn off, but you can swap it to all Japanese, with subtitles, with the film grain, in black and white, and it feels completely different. It's exactly the same. It's such a cool way to do it. Might be, objectively, for me, the best way to play that game. I don't know why, it just, it feels good. Um, So, yeah, that well, well achieved award for them, for sure. Excellence in narrative for um, best storyline and dialogue went to Last of Us Part Two, and I think that's awesome. Um, this is a thing where the awards are broken up in such a way that I really appreciate that one game rarely is going to sweep everything because there are games, just like when Breath of the Wild came out, I argued that it was like amazing, that it was like a 9 out of 10 in every category. 
and it got nominated for tons of other categories where it got beat out by something that was a 10 out of 10 in that category. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're seeing here is there's games that are doing perfect 10 out of 10 work in certain areas and this is what's happening. Um, and like the very last one they cover is Excellence in Technical Achievement. Um, and Microsoft Flight Simulator, because of course yeah. it would be Flight Simulator, because you could fly across the entire world. Yeah, uh, the description awarded to the game that uh, pushed the capabilities of technology and programming further than most, um, or further than most effectively. Uh, so yeah, for sure. This game, it's not... Um, its visuals are really good. It's not the well, point of the thing. I think um, with... Flight Simulator, it kind of has a bit of an Animal Crossing situation with this last year where it came out in the perfect year where so many of us were unable to travel anymore and here you have Flight Simulator where you can literally fly wherever you want to. And I think a lot of people took a lot of solace in being able to do that uh, given what we went through. Yeah. And still and going what, through. What I like though and what I love about it and what I think that, um, that what I think Nice World might be alluding to as well though is as far as looking at it objectively, um, it doesn't matter when it came out for that side of it. Like, I have no doubt that is a big impact for how it sold so well and why so pe many people were into it. But when it comes to this award for technical achievement, it really is a matter of, has this kind of thing been done to this extent before? And it hasn't been. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, oh, it's, taking, it's taking the extra... It's taking extra emotion out of it from... Um, how people feel about it and just showing it like they're flying across the entire world so many things are are, are programmed into it at that point to for weather effects for hitting your for all the different cities and stuff of course the bugs were fun the bugs are why I love it the most sure. like the giant the never ending towers and stuff yeah so uh, definitely a good list here check out the South by Southwest uh uh, 2021 Gaming Award winners. Um, but I do think talking about that last bit uh, that, Brian, you had brought up about uh, Flight Sim and, uh, you know, that being kind of an Animal Crossing and uh, last year kind of transitions pretty well into our last topic, that little open-ended topic um, that we were uh, looking into going with. Uh, it has been a year since a lot of us have been in uh, lockdown and we've been living with... Uh, COVID. And so we wanted to do just like an open discussion about uh, you know, like how the relationship with games were affected. Um, you know, was this more? Like, did this make you try different things? Um, what was successful? Was it successful because we were, you know, in lockdown? Do you think it would have been as successful if, you know, we weren't? Um, so yeah, that was a good point, definitely, about uh, uh, Flight Sim there. Completely you know? accidental. <laughs> yeah, it was a good transition. Um, so the biggest thing that, I, the first thing that I, you know, not even really looking at this Kotaku article that's been brought up, um, it is Animal Crossing. When I think of, like, what game for that 2020 uh, year of us dealing with all of that, um, what game did incredibly well possibly because of something like COVID? I would say definitely. I don't know if it would have done as well uh, without it. I yeah. expected someone else to have <laughs> Sorry, I, 
I was trying to think of like what's something to go there, but no, I I think because of like what everyone was because as an entire planet we were all going through the same thing. This was something that transcended national boundaries. We were all looking for sources of comfort here and I think this definitely provided that for millions of people. I couldn't imagine how much this would have soared if Nintendo's online was better. It oh, would have been yeah. insane if they had even like a fraction of what uh, you know the other console, uh, home consoles had. Even though you know it, it is kind of a hybrid console, you know at the time we're talking about you know lockdown. We're talking about staying in, uh, whether you are playing it handheld or not. It's still you know a home console. Yeah, so. It's a weird vibe for me because Animal Crossing started the pandemic for me with a very bad taste in my mouth. Um, I was still working at GameStop back then. Um, We knew as a whole how bad things were getting in other parts of the world, but Animal Crossing was about to launch. That meant that under no circumstances were they going to let any sales get missed on that game. Oh, for sure. That led to so many people working in unsafe stores and in unsafe scenarios because cleaning supplies weren't sent out to stores. Um, They didn't have enough manpower or labor or the hours to have enough people working to tell people, sorry, we're limiting capacity right now. Uh, You you need to be wearing a mask when you come in. All this stuff. They They weren't enforcing anything. They wanted those Animal Crossing sales so badly that they broke street date and sold Animal Crossing a day early. Um, the entire company ended up selling all the games a day early and just didn't tell anybody. They, they didn't want to get it reported to Nintendo. Like They never officially got permission to do it. it. It was just a matter of, yeah, they're there, just don't tell everybody. Just if someone asks, tell them they can have their game. Um, That's wild. No, that... And brings up a memory of like how I, I completely forgotten about it but I remember GameStop tried to pitch itself as an essential service so that way they could stay open and I completely they forgot did. about that until you they did yeah. and a lot of different places like Kotaku and several other news sources reached out to a lot of employees um, and took information from certain um, other media platforms like Reddit and posted tons of articles after interviewing employees about how bad things were because they were trying to tout as essential but weren't giving the proper protections. Um, They were saying that, oh, we're sanitizing every high-touch surface, but the goal of GameStop is that the entire store is high-touch because you're meant to go in and touch things and look at things. I want to take your hand. You want to buy it more. And there was no way to sanitize an entire store at a time. Um, But it just showed that money was still the most important thing at that point that I had friends that um, were in other positions that were kind of saying well why are you going to work if you don't want to then just stay home and don't and don't work that's not cool when other jobs were out there paying their employees to stay at home already yeah um, yeah their poor handling of all of it leading up to releasing Animal Crossing a day early just to help have the store get those last minute sales before they had to shut the doors to the public for a minute because they did go curbside only after after that uh, the weekend after Animal Crossing launched they went curbside only yeah I think I, I think that should have been the move 
It should have just been a but they But they waited until Animal Crossing sold because they didn't want to miss the sales. And that, to me, put such a sour taste in my mouth that I quit the job a week early. Um, I, I ended up not working through the rest of the two weeks I had already put in. I stayed home and burned up every bit of my sick time I had and just did not go back to the store um, because it wasn't right. It showed that, that early on, yeah, people want these video games to help them cope and help them get by all this. I think it's going to be awesome for them, but also we're not an essential service. There are definitely other ways they can get those games. You're just being greedy at this yeah, point. Yeah, how were they saying um, they were essential service? It wasn't because they had because keyboard. They, because people were doing work from home, so webcams, keyboards, computer accessories was a big thing. But you guys, and they got away with it for several states. But GameStop doesn't really sell a ton of those. I remember in our old store, we'd have like a they, couple they keyboards. They do now. And like, They're stocked in store like crazy now. Okay. But the big thing is, like you said, most stores don't have them. They were an online thing. Right. But that didn't matter when they reported that to government agencies for why they were staying open. It was just a matter of, yeah, we carry this kind of stuff, so we can stay open. I mean, I, I don't remember selling a single us. webcam in our old store. Uh, oh, in store, that in store, that's a very recent thing. Um, but also, it got touted as power cables, charger cables, like for phones, uh, like mobile charge cables, that kind of stuff. That was important enough because sometimes people need to video chat from home using their phone instead of a computer. I think um, that also reminds me of like how some stores also try to apply it to be essential businesses because they happen to sell snacks and would list that as, well, we sell food here and so people come here to get food, so we're an essential business. <laughs> and they did. Wow. Um, and at the time when I was still there, uh, there were there were there was direction going out right when I had left from higher ups in the company, saying that even if the police come to shut you down, tell them you're in a central business and you have to stay open. That's crazy. There was direction from higher ups saying, even if the cops are trying to make you shut down, don't. Uh, a while ago, a our river caught fire. Weird enough, a river outside of my town caught fire, that is which led to smoke coming up from the drain system. Smoke was coming up in the drains in the bathroom of one of the stores. And they asked if they would be able to close because of it. And the other higher-up, the same higher-up, still said, no, if the fire department or someone shows up, then yeah, take care of it then. But for now, just just keep working. Uh, so wow. there's a, a, a very clear flame shooting out of the kitchen sink. Or out of the uh, out of the belly back sink. So, uh, do we just stay open? It Should was, I close the drain? Just, what do you? It just <laughs> kind of showed me the the approach that they had at that point of the the video games and the importance that they were placing on it for their money, for their their hard earned money, for the for the shareholders' money and stuff. Whereas they were taking advantage of the fact that we needed that stuff. People at home were like. And people, they, they were saying that people needed video games, which it did help a lot of us get through. Sure. I started streaming during COVID. I spent a lot of money on stuff, including a new monitor, a new gaming PC. I, I got the PS5 and the Series X and a new TV because I wasn't going on vacation. I had to spend that money elsewhere on something that would make me feel better, so I did. Um, yeah, and uh, like I do know a lot of, um, you know, a, a lot of things definitely affected especially new hardware coming out but one of the more interesting ones is how difficult it was to find a switch light oh yeah just a switch in period, general yeah or any game console yeah period. yeah it, it just i mean um, 
just I remember the you know Switch Lite because they came out with those um, like pastel colors, and people were like, "Oh, those are cool." Uh, yeah, I'll go get one of those like next week or something. And then they would go in store, try to order online, and they were sold out everywhere. Well before anything, you know, any other new hardware had had come out. Yeah, every game console is selling out like crazy. Even last gen, you know, even even legacy gen. So even like three sixty, PS three, Wii, Wii U, all that stuff was sold out everywhere. Um, everybody was buying video games because they were being trapped at home. Their kids were stuck at home instead of being able to go to school, so they were buying stuff up for them. Um, video games saw a huge boom, especially retro stuff over the past year because it was all people could get a hold of. Um, and just like we said, it was a different way for people to cope with things. Um, but what I feel bad for is the people that were already super heavy into it. Because for a lot of us, gaming is an escape. Yeah. But the people that have been doing it full-time already, like Twitch streamers and stuff, like now they're dealing with more people getting into it, which could potentially take away from their viewer base. But also, during a pandemic, when you would normally take time off from your job to do whatever you want, what do streamers do when they want to take time off now? Like they can't really go to the amusement park like they're stuck at home I mean that's essentially how the games were for me for the last year I I don't work in the industry but it video games has always been a sort of escapism especially when I've been you know facing tough times and stuff like that and that definitely doubled down in this time frame for sure yeah um yeah, it's 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 uh, it is interesting um, seeing more people kind of you know more people were reaching out to me is is one of the things and Johnny you probably had the same thing you know, people you might not expect it hey how can I get this um, you know like or ooh, what's the best version you know which which of which of these should I buy just people I didn't expect uh, you know maybe even people I didn't some of the people I didn't even talk to on the regular. Um, but they were just reaching out to, you know, maybe someone who had a little bit more knowledge than them uh, on it, just kind of showing like how that's growing. Uh, and then in turn, those people that were already at that point, they're like, oh, well, you know, this has like a streaming feature, so maybe I could get into that. Um, yeah, you're right. It probably affected the streaming community quite a lot. You know, kind of like an un, uh, pretty much like an unspoken um, impact on them. I mean, I don't recall any major streamers really talking about it. Yeah, and it was like right after it was right after uh, Mixer dropped too. Like oh, yeah. all that stuff happened right after Mixer went away, and Twitch was like the only thing left. So it was it was a perfect storm for people to get into content creation. Um, but the other hard part was because of work at home, people couldn't get cameras, people couldn't get mics. Um, I was lucky enough that I started buying, buying stuff a little bit early, but I got a microphone a little bit early on sale, or using my employee discount plus on sale. I ordered a webcam as soon as they came in stock, because I, I saw them pop up on Best Buy and said, cool, I need that. Um, and I, I dropped money on stuff as I could get it, because prices were sky high for a while. Um, we're finally at a point now where the market is stable again for that kind of stuff. Um, because either A, everyone already has everything they need for it, or because people just aren't using it anymore. I mean, that's yeah. how I was able to get the uh, mic I'm using for today's show. I texted with James, went out to the Best Buy just down the road, saw that they had an Insignia mic for 40 bucks, and was able to pick it up with no issue. 
Yeah. And, and you know, there's like, still it's, it's, there's still issues though with uh, you know getting next gen consoles, and I don't know if that's as much due to the fact, but uh, or more so just hey, this is how console launches are now. Well, at this point, it's also supply chain. It's COVID supply chain issues. It's, uh, you know, you have holidays. You have COVID um, hitting in waves from different parts of the world in different ways. Um, And then you also have people that are successfully scalping it. And it sounds like for a lot of it, scalpers got ahead of the curve. So they're controlling the supply and demand. And then just general Um, production in itself also was affected because of COVID. Yeah. The general production was a big part of it because scalpers got ahead of it. Even as production is getting better, scalpers are staying ahead of it, and people are still paying for it because we're still getting those stimmies, and people are dropping stimmies on expensive stuff. For sure. Uh, so looking at it, I was trying to think like, hey, what is what? What was kind of my last year, pretty much COVID game? You know, like what game? And I can't really, for you know, myself, I, I don't know if I can narrow down one game. Might be able to. Uh, but did you guys have a game? Like oh, I... That was a go-to? Uh, I can name that right off the top, top of my head. It's going to be 100% Grand Theft Auto Online. Okay. About... It was probably around this time frame. My friends and I... Um, my core group of friends, we don't live near each other. They're old high school friends from back when I used to be up in Ohio. So we keep in touch with each other too, and that's another reason why video games have always been important to me because it served as another medium of communication and staying connected with the people that I care about. And with uh, everyone going into lockdown, uh, quite a few of us ended up working remotely and we were just stuck in our homes. And we all decided to get back into Grand Theft Auto Online and we hit that game hard and we have not let up even to this week we still play about maybe two or three times a night we'll send a text out in our group chat and be like hey want to do some transform races tonight we were getting into heist pretty heavily uh just so that we could get money for just absolute ridiculous things and it's been our like mainstay platform of just hanging out with each other for well for an entire year now um, we had occasionally been playing on and off, but I feel like leading up until COVID, that was starting to kind of taper off as other things were, you know, in our lives that normally kind of take over and everything. But because all of a sudden a huge halt on a lot of um, our other activities was given, we GTA Online served as an excellent way for us if if we just wanted to mess around in the free roam area and just blow each other up or stuff like that and it was just our way of staying in touch with each other dealing with the stress of whatever it was that we were going through yeah 100% that was our game it's also a massive sandbox so you know you can do with it pretty much whatever you want exactly we started to get into like some of the weird user creator stuff like uh there was one that we were doing a couple of weeks ago where it's uh, runners versus snipers. You have uh, one team huh? of runners with just flare guns, the other team has sniper rifles, and the runners have to try to run in between obstacles to get to this end spot without getting sniped. And there's a few other stuff that are different variations of it. Yeah, the first one I remember back when that when the online really started getting heavy and 
they created like a big platform that was well above the city with shipping containers and you ran oh. cars over the platform the platform had people on it with uh, sniper rifles so RPGs are another one they'll do too snipers it's so much fun yeah we there's a game variant that we'll play called Rockets versus Insurgents, and you have essentially what you describe in a cross-section floating above the ground, and then you have these ramps where you have these armored vehicles called Insurgents that can take three or four uh, rockets, and you're just trying to hit it, you know, time it right, ramp it, and just smoke someone off the platform or something. We laugh so hysterically at so many different things that happen in that. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, Johnny, do you have anything that kind of comes to mind? Um, it was a transition, as I think it was for a lot of people. Um, in the beginning, it was a lot of Animal Crossing, because I was playing it with the wife. Uh, we played a lot, because we had literally gotten married right before COVID. Um, like, end of February, we got married on Leap Day. We played a lot of Animal Crossing early on. We spent so much of our days on that because I was on a two week on two week off from my new job where I'd be at home two weeks at a time and then at work two weeks at a time um, and then she was on partial unemployment because their work shut down for a while so it was just tons of Animal Crossing for us uh, we started up a group with another friend on Facebook and we all kind of went back and forth and just managed stuff on it had a lot of fun for a while until I eventually got bored with it like I always do with that kind of stuff oh, um, but I think that it it started to evolve later on like it did for a lot of people when we started to realize oh it's 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 day 60 of 15 days to flatten the curve oh it's it's day 120 of 15 days to flatten the curve um during the beginning of it i dove back in when i started streaming i was all final fantasy i i fell into that again and loved it and then fell out of it i learned that playing games by myself i couldn't keep as interested as i wanted to but I don't like multiplayer games. So me and a group of people in another, uh, another group that I'm part of started community playthroughs where we voted on, uh, voted on a couple different games. And then as a community, we all played them together. We had checkpoints set up for, week, for how far in the game we should be by week one, by week two, uh, sometimes even broken down by the day. But we did that for a few different games, and we're actually currently in the middle of doing one for Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Um, because they typically take at least two to five weeks to do one of these playthroughs together. And I've actually had way more enjoyment out of those, because it still gives you that communication with a group of friends while still letting you play something on your own. For sure. Well, I think what you mentioned there, that was probably another reason why you saw an uptick in streamers and podcasters, is that people were trying to find ways to make the time to stay in touch with each other now that you can actually go out and go to bars and other places to hang out with each other. And so people started to get more creative and you just saw this boom in content being created online. Oh yeah, I when I started streaming, my goal was to play through all the Final Fantasy games in order of the original versions of each. And it started with Final Fantasy 1 for the NES, and within one week, of, I beat the game in less than a week streaming it, and I hit my affiliate in that week. Um, I had a really good group of friends that wanted to, to support me in it, um, and they were also kind of in the same boat. They wanted to hang out, and things were different, so uh, people were able to jump into my chat, and even now when things are more sporadic with what I can stream, I still have a few people that drop in and, and really hang out with me for a while when I'm doing it, and I... 
I still love it. I mean, in the end, the reason I, I do the streams when I do is so that hopefully people will jump in that I can talk to while I'm playing stuff that I love. Right, right. Uh, I think for me personally, the biggest thing for biggest thing for last year you know it did start with of course animal crossing played that pretty heavy and the exact same way that you were saying johnny you know it it's not something that definitely not a longevity game for me it's something i'm like okay i i, I see I, i'm I, I liked everything i did and i think i'm good um the mainstay would probably be um early access early access to session it was early access games um a session pretty much all the way through. That'd be the main thing. And then, you know, as soon as uh, as soon as Baldur's Gate came out, I played that pretty regularly. Um, even up till last week, I was playing pretty heavy still uh, from pretty much October. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it was uh, mostly session, which you know I, I always kind of tout about. But. Uh, yeah, they were just doing a lot of things, and they were understanding. And they were already, I think, as a studio, kind of in a position um, where they can do some of this work from home, since it is a smaller team. Okay, cool. Let's go to office, pack this stuff up, and let's just take it back to our home and, you know, communicate the way we communicate now, you know, through Zoom or, uh, you know, whatever, setting up a, a Trello or some sort of workflow so, you know, we know what we're working on where things are in the process um and uh yeah so they were able to push out some uh pretty pretty girthy updates some really good ones girthy. um so i yeah that was a big that was a big one for me uh but yeah it, it's still something that uh you know i think we're still going to be dealing with going forward and i think some of the some of the things that we picked up through this uh you know through the pandemic i think they're probably going to be uh here to stay you know looking at the video game side of things content creation i don't think will be looked at the same way um you know we'll see much more accessibility uh to that and more people popping up every single day um well i think and, with um people that were already in the business of making online content completely shifted the way that they not just because they were working from home, but they also changed the focus in how they created or in what kind of content that they would create to make it more community-driven and interactive than what had previously been seen before. Or at least in a lot of the uh, creators that I typically followed, you, there was this massive shift to make it more uh, interactive with the community than what previously was there. For sure. All right, but yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I think we're really getting to that point of, like, now we're just living with it. How do we live with it? Uh, so, um, I, I think that's interesting. Uh, I think twenty twenty one will be uh, a little bit different story. A lot of sh similar shades, but a little bit different because we're not so caught off guard anymore so yeah it'll be interesting to see how uh, things transpire across this next year even though we're all probably For so sure. bummed you know that we can't go to these live events anymore video yeah. games yeah. otherwise so i mean yeah it's that's that's definitely a big 
uh, an awesome talking point to, to end on because it has been a crazy year. Um, I know that about the only thing that hasn't really changed for me is my backlog. It's still growing. Um, I, I, I see things on, I've unloaded stuff in the house and gotten rid of some things and turned around and bought more. Um, it's really been a matter of, I think my impulse buying hasn't been as bad. I'm really about better deals now. Um, since I'm here to be able to shop for them, I've spent a lot more time watching new people on Twitch. I've spent a lot more time um, trying to, to do other things, like getting outside and going for hikes. God, just do that. Do that if you need to take a break from video games for a bit. But yeah, you know, I think I think we'd all love to hear what other people have to say about how COVID's impacted their uh, game, their relationship with video games, or if their relationship with video games has helped them get through the past year and what they think it's going to be like going forward. Yeah, yeah. Let us know over on Twitter uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, definitely look forward to hearing you guys on that as well. You can follow us on Facebook, facebookcom backslash Mammoth Games Inc. But I think that sums it up pretty well. So, for Mammoth Games Inc., I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. We also have... I'm Johnny Riot. And, of course, our guest, uh, Major Potty. Have a good one, guys.